You're tuned into the Awakening Zone Radio Network, your news and information source for empowered spiritual awakening. Welcome to Pure Presence with multidimensional communicator and visionary speaker, Susie Miller. Hello and welcome to Pure Presence All About the Kids. This show is dedicated to those children who are perceived as disordered, yet are far from that, and to the parents, professionals, and caretakers who support them. From my vantage point, it is clear that we have a population of children who meet with unique challenges in their physical experience, yet are yet who also present with expansive awareness beyond what is simply physical. These children possess gifts which are unique and frequently misunderstood. The intention of this show is to unravel those misunderstandings, provide an expanded awareness of just who these children are, and the energetic support needed to help balance them and you as you navigate this very new experience. The energetic support will be offered as a guided meditation during the last 30-minute segment of each episode. Parents and children can listen in together, or you can simply intend that your child receive the benefit of the information you receive, as well as the energy work. As you will soon learn, your children are more than capable of receiving these gifts without being physically present. However, because the energy work is directed to the children, it is necessary that you provide parental permission for them to receive it. Giving permission is as simple as registering your child at www.susiemiller.com forward slash register kids. Again, that's www.susiemiller.com forward slash register kids. Once registered, the energy work for each episode will be directed on behalf of you and your child and your child will remain on the list until you choose to remove them. We currently have 584 children registered for these episodes. So thank you, everybody, for being here. Um, I hope for those of you who celebrated Thanksgiving yesterday that you had a wonderful experience with um, you know, your family and friends. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody. So today I'd like to have a little bit of a conversation about things that um that we also we often don't have a conversation about. You know, I think I've talked several times about the energy of um children diagnosed with autism and those who don't necessarily have that diagnosis but who are considered energetically sensitive. And but one of the things that you know, I've also said in the past is that we don't get taught about energy. We don't understand necessarily, um, you know, we understand the concept that we are energy first and that these physical manifestations, um, you know, in the form of bodies and relationships and the houses that we live in and all those kinds of things, we under, you know, we understand conceptually that those are physical manifestations of energy. And we also understand, you know, especially now, you know, quantum physics says things like, you know, you know, all of this, the molecular structure, the atomic structure of, of what we call things is really just space. 
So, you know, that whole idea that even the things that are around us are actually things, um, you know, is really becomes debatable at some level. You know, it's like, is it an illusion? Is it not an illusion? And part of the reason why we perceive the world as we do perceive it is because, you know, we're we're conditioned to believe certain things. We're conditioned to see in certain ways. Um, and this programming or this conditioning has gone on for a really long time. So whether we like to acknowledge that or not, you know, there is a there is a difference for most of humanity in their understanding of energy and who they are as an energetic being and what they actually can experience in the physical world. So how does this relate to children diagnosed with autism and or, you know, children who do not have that diagnosis but have some of those characteristics of energetic sensitivity? What's been happening as of late, um, and as of late I mean by, you know, kind of the late um, 1980s, the early 1990s, You've heard me say before that there was a real influx of children being born at that time who had the diagnosis or began to have the diagnosis of autism. That was kind of when the big climb started happening. And from an energetic vantage point, from a vibrational vantage point, um, a lot of things had happened right before that. You know, we had things like the harmonic convergence. We had different things taking place, astrological alignments, you know, much bigger picture kinds of experiences that were allowing for new states of consciousness to be made available um, in the human condition, within the human condition. And you all already know from my vantage point, you know, autism and the collective consciousness, which is autism, is part of that new level of consciousness that has emerged on the planet. So, so you know, there, but there's a real discord in that, isn't there? Because on an energetic level, just like we can get that we're energy first, we can get that children diagnosed with autism might be a prototype for a new human condition. But at a very physical level, you know, once it comes through the filters of our belief systems, once that awareness comes through the filters of how we've been conditioned to see certain situations, then the reality of having a child, the physical reality of having a child diagnosed with autism can be, you know, extremely challenging. Um, you know, there are physical issues, there's mental issues, emotional issues, you know, and they're all kind of wound up in the, um, kind of in the preconceived ideas that we have been taught around being physical. You know, the majority of humanity, we, we do, as much as we'd like to not believe it, we still very much are vested in the fact that we are physical, you know, that somehow the bodies that we see when we look in the mirror, the exchanges that we have, you know, in the relationships in our lives, we say those are real and those are the things that matter or that they actually are matter. And we pay much more attention for the most part to that level of our beingness than we do to the vaster 
level of our beingness, you know, the, to our multidimensionality, if you will. So, so let's say that what if it is a truth that, um, and we, you know, we can make it a truth by our own belief systems or not, but what if it is a truth that these children that have been coming in in mass from the late 1980s, early 1990s, that, that that population was able to be a new type of human, literally, um, and they were able to be a new type of human for no other reason other than the energetic configuration was appropriate for it, the state of our own human evolution was ready for it. And so now we have a brand-new energetic spectrum of energy that is available to us and people being born at that time um, had access to this new spectrum of energy so you know for me I'm 52 years old and you know at the time I was born um, I had access to a particular spectrum of awareness a particular continuum and all of us have access to a particular continuum some of us work to expand that continuum beyond what we knew um, when we were born um, and beyond maybe some of us even created some experiences in our lives to actually make us question what's real and what's not real. Um, some of us might have created some experiences to say, you know, let's Let's get out and beyond the physical human kind of mundane condition and see what's beyond that um, for no other reason other than we kind of wanted to put into place some triggers so that we would not be limited by certain realities. So like I say, most of us have a certain band of energy that because of the time in history that we come into – we can function with that particular within that particular spectrum of energy. And like I say, some of us, most of you listening to these types of episodes, have also done your own personal work to expand beyond whatever that template was. So children diagnosed with autism um, and that whole population, they happened to come in at a time where the spectrum of energy was much broader than it had been before. And because it was much broader, they were able to be embodied in the physical experience, although not quite fully. It's like they were able to take on a body. They were able to, um, to some degree, experience life through the body, but not fully. And Partially the reason that they were not able to fully do that is because the spectrum of energy that they had access to was much more broad. And I go back to this all the time. I think it's fascinating that we call autism ASD or autism spectrum disorder, um, you know, as if that having a broader spectrum of awareness is a disadvantage versus an advantage. You know, when we see people who are gifted in certain ways, um, when we see the Einsteins of the world or the Teslas of the world or 
um, people who perceive awareness beyond what uh, the typical human condition perceives as awareness, we call them gifted. We don't call them disordered. We might see, we might perceive them as wrong up to a certain point um, in our own awareness or in our own evolution. But regardless of how many times somebody says the world's flat, if it ultimately isn't flat and somebody ultimately comes to the forefront to say it's not the way you perceive it, and that actually begins to become a a truth in in um, human consciousness or a truth in the collective awareness, then all of a sudden, from one moment to the next, we go from flat to round. Um, so, same thing with children diagnosed with autism. So, it in many ways, it doesn't matter that the vast majority of the human condition looks at a particular population and sees that population as disordered even though um you know because that's that's always what happens we always see a difference as a disorder first and then as that disorder becomes a a positive as it becomes something that that we become less and less afraid of and more and more aware of when we see more similarities to ourselves in it than differences then all of a sudden it becomes a difference. And then once that difference is um, available and we begin to see the gifts in it, now all of a sudden, you know, we have a tendency to say, oh, it's not this at all, but it's this. And we're already seeing scientists and educators and um, doctors who are pretty conscious themselves, who have done their own um, pieces of work, inner work, beginning to realize that, wow, maybe this, what we call autism spectrum disorder, is actually, it is a new spectrum of energy. It is a new spectrum of awareness. But, you know, now we've got people looking more and more at what are the gifts in that versus what are the, the disorders um, in that. So, so this is an interesting kind of shift in consciousness that's happening already. But let me take you back to those early 1990s um, when we had a big population of of children who could be born with a broader spectrum of awareness. So what does it mean to have a broader spectrum of awareness? So we have a certain spectrum of energy that we can see, that we can hear. We have certain frequencies that we can hear. We have certain um, light frequencies that we can see, that we can observe. We know that in altered states of consciousness, we can see more of reality than what is kind of what we're confined to within a particular box of our current perceptual reality. So what happens if we have a population who comes with a broader spectrum of awareness, who can see beyond what has been seen before, who can hear beyond the frequencies that are where been conditioned to hear? You know, we know of people who have, you know, whether they've had, you know, kind of drug experiences um, or have had multi-dimensional kinds of experiences 
for one reason or another, you know, meditative kinds of experiences, we know for a fact that people can move into higher states of consciousness, a broader spectrum of awareness, and we know that they can bring information back from those experiences and share awarenesses that have not been shared before. And we know that those awarenesses initially sound crazy to most people, and sometimes we like to say, well, that's because you were on a drug trip that you had that weird experience. We say that less to people who maybe worked really hard throughout their lifetime through meditative states to re- to receive broader pieces of awareness. Um, and sometimes we believe people who have had, you know, one life experience be shifted almost um, – almost without their preconceived uh, consciousness around it, into another state of being. But regardless of how we hear about this information, the fact is is that we all know somebody or we have all heard of somebody who has had a broader spectrum experience and has brought that back to convey that kind of information. So what would happen if we have a whole population now of children who have a broader spectrum of awareness available to them and who are attempting in every way possible to bring those pieces of information um, to the human condition. And what if that broader spectrum of awareness kind of has them focused kind of in the higher frequency range than in the denser frequency range? And what if because of that, um, communication is not quite as easy for them as it is for the majority of the human population who is more focused in a denser frequency? And so these are all considerations. But we do, from my vantage point, have a whole population, and we're going to have more and more of this type of population, not necessarily autistic by diagnosis, but more and more individuals being born who are have a broader scope spectrum of experience who can see beyond the frequencies that have been typically that have typically made up the human condition up to this point. And so we're going to be hearing from more and more little people, more and more young children that they see things that we don't see, they experience things that we don't experience, they know things that we don't know. Children diagnosed with autism happen to be the kind of first template or spectrum, higher spectrum population that entered the human condition and tried to pave the way for other um, levels of um, human children to be born and further expressions um, and um, extensions, spectrums of energy, so that those children could come in and be a little bit more integrated in that process. And that's definitely going to happen, as far as I can tell. It's already happening, as far as I can see. But what is also interesting to me, and and I keep going back to this, you know, I'm just not... I just don't give a whole lot of energy to conspiracy or that kind of 
um, energy, you know, because I truly believe that as we each evolve and as our consciousness becomes more connected to who we really are, that a lot of the causes for conspiracy and that kind of energy, it's, it's a mute issue. As you know who you are, as you know that you can function in a broader spectrum of energy, and you can actually um, work within that broader spectrum of energy, be conscious in that broader spectrum of energy, you begin to change things simply because you can. And so from that vantage point, you know, it's kind of a mute issue. But one of the things that I keep going back to and the kids have drawn me back to recently is that here we have a huge population of children who are being born in the late 1980s, early 1990s that are functioning from a broader spectrum of awareness. And and that goes on for about four or five years, you know, in that way. So lots of kids coming in, broader spectrum of energy, broader spectrum of awareness. Here they come. They're different. They're unique. They're challenging in many ways. They're 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 presenting in such a way that um, you know is almost unnerving. I mean, I know that my own experience with Riley back in 1999 was totally unnerving. You know, it's to have somebody see beyond the illusion of who you think you are in our limited perception and spectrum of awareness. Kind of look right through that and say, nope, you're not that. Um, Take a look at this instead, you know, and to actually activate your memory to actually activate the the consciousness that is held within your own DNA and begin to expand that out in such a way that you can't deny that whatever you thought you were up to that moment was an illusion you know that and most likely you know what you think you are in this moment is also an illusion because there will always be greater spectrums of experience um, to become aware of self within or to experience self within. So so what happens when, you know, we have a population of people coming in and then all of a sudden, um, you know, one of the things that Riley had said that was in 1995 that a lot of these children began to get stuck. And when I asked him about that stuckness, he really indicated that there was a level of density that was um, imparted, let's put it that way, um, into the human consciousness that was affecting our ability to be awakened by this new spectrum of energy or by this new level of consciousness that was coming in. So so if we just went off the premise that, that, yep, okay, the right configuration showed up at the right time, there were new human beings being born who were able to have a broader spectrum of experience than was available before, and maybe the reason for them showing up was that they were going to be able to, by 
their presence alone, by the conditioning of their energy alone, they were going to be able to demonstrate to us that there was a broader spectrum available that we would then be able to kind of awaken within ourselves to broader spectrums of our own experience. So if if that was a possibility, if that's a theory that we can kind of live with, then then all of a sudden we get some kids who start to get stuck. And when I asked about the getting stuck, again, it was this new level of density that was offered to the DNA, to to the DNA of of all of us, of, of all children being born, not just to the ones that were coming in that really held this higher frequency. And one of those new... Um, uh, dampeners, if you will, of that energetic template or the ability to expand happened to be something like immunizations. It happened to be something like immunizations going from 12 vaccines, you know, by the time you're 5 to 36, you know, vaccines by the time you're you're 5. So, okay, 1995, we had... We, had a immunization record that tripled. Anytime you impart anything into your physicality, whether it be the food that you eat, um, the the drugs that you take, the um, the thoughts that you think, the feelings that you feel, it all has an impact on that template, um, and it all impacts the the spectrum of energy that that template can take on. So if you have a very dense diet, let's say, or if you have a very dense, um, you know, kind of belief system, you only have a certain spectrum of energy that you can have access to. And we all know that, you know, when we start to... Simple things. We start to exercise. We start to clean up our diet. We start to um, we start to listen to or get access to information that we haven't had access to before. We decide that we're not going to think that negative thought over and over again. That we're going to change the dynamics of that thought. All of that impacts the spectrum of energy that we can experience. And so children diagnosed with autism happen to be coming in with a broader spectrum of experience. So anything that attempts to dampen that is something that they are going to have a a pretty significant adverse reaction to. And, And it won't necessarily make them dampen the spectrum of energy that they are but what it will do is it will move them out to the higher range of that spectrum so that they don't have to be so um, so limited by the density of, of whatever has just been introduced. So if the body is not really um, clear, um, if the body is not a vibrational match for who they are, um, as energetic beings in the spectrum of energy that they can access, then guess what? It doesn't mean that they 
aren't still that. You know, they are still that. And they function very well in that, in the spaces and places where they function. But it just means that they are not necessarily going to be that in the physical body, that the physical body is not a match. And this particular mm, awareness, um, I know to be true on a very personal level. I mean, I know that this whole idea of frequency match, um, you know, what does it take for the physical body to be um, an adequate vessel, if you will, um, an adequate vehicle for the higher dimensional aspects of who we are. You know, does that require that the physical body be treated with love, honor, and respect? And if that's the case, then what does that actually entail? And and that's going to have an awful lot to do with belief systems, too. Um, because at certain places, you know, I've, I've watched children transmute food into higher frequencies. Um, I've also watched people who have a belief system around food use food or use nutrition to really um, support the health and well-being of themselves and their, their families, their children. So it's almost like, you know, looking at first what do you believe and if you believe that, I mean, the truth of what you believe, if you believe that food is important, then by all means do what you can around food. And if you believe that your thoughts are important, then by all means do whatever you can do to support that. What you believe is going to make a huge shift um, in and positive shift in whatever direction you want to go in because it 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 is the thing that will help you manifest back to this whole idea of the energetic frequency match of the the essence if you will the soul the spectrum of energy that any one of us is and the physical mental and emotional body um and how those have to line up i mean i know from my own experience that after meeting riley you know, back in 1999 and about going through about a year and a half of really mind-expansive kinds of experiences, in about 2000, 2001, I made a statement at one point. And the statement was, based on everything I had learned, based on all the ways I had changed because um, this individual who held a higher spectrum of awareness than I did was able to impart that awareness to me somehow. And as all of that kind of unraveled and I became aware of more of me than I had been aware of before, at one point I said that I would like my physical, mental, and emotional body to be in alignment with who I was as a energetic being or as a spiritual being. Well, that was a really interesting statement to make because I had no idea why I was making it. I just knew that I had learned an awful lot in the last year and a half and that 
my physical, mental, and emotional body was probably not quite up to speed with what I had actually come to know myself to be. And so in saying that, what was very interesting is that within a two-week period, my central nervous system started to decay. And if I'd probably known that ahead of time, probably wouldn't have asked that question. But, of course, we never know why we ask these things. But, but part of the reason why I asked it and part of the reason why I had that experience is so I could have this conversation with you now. And the conversation is all about frequency and resonance. Who are we as spiritual beings? Does that match who we are as an emotional being? Does that match who we are in our mental bodies as a thought process, as a belief system? Does that also match um, our experience in the physical body? So when my emotional body said, ooh, this is the body that is really out of alignment with who you are as a spiritual being, then all of my focus had to go to bringing consciousness to the emotional body. My belief systems, my feelings, my my preconceived ideas about, um, you know, victimhood or or victim or victor. You know, those all of those energies had to come to the surface, and they have, and they've unwound, and you know, it's. Um, it's continually a work in progress. But what's interesting is as enough of the emotional body began to hit a certain level of resonance with who I was as a spiritual being or who has, who I was as an energetic being, then all of a sudden the the awareness became in the physical body. So now what is the physical body needing? in order to come into alignment. It was almost like different levels of density had to be kind of um, moved out. It's the same way for children diagnosed with autism. You know, whether you've had an experience that kind of put you into a different awareness of self or spectrum of self, or whether you came to this incarnation with a brand new spectrum of self, there is an integration process that has to take place through the mental, emotional, and physical body. And sometimes that is can feel like a very cyclical process. Um, very rarely is that linear. So many of you will, even in your own experience, you know that you go through phases. Ooh, I'm really worried about diet right now. I'm really thinking about diet. Or I'm really looking at my thoughts. Or... and. We think that those are different levels. They're so interconnected with who we are that in more more likely than not, we're going to go through a cyclical pattern of that, um, and we're going to shift things as as we can, as we have the consciousness to do it. And that shift in the physical, mental, or emotional is going to have an impact on all of those different bodies, including the etheric body. So... As the children are integrating, just like I integrated from that experience and many of you have integrated from your experiences, it, it comes in in a cyclical kind of way, but but there is an intuitive part to it. There's that intuitive part that says, 
within each one of us that, oh, I should be paying attention to this right now. I should really be paying attention to my body or my thoughts or my feelings or or for my child. I should really be paying attention to that. Please follow that intuition. Please please go with that, not feeling like it has to be forever, but for in that moment, in that segment of quote-unquote time, that that is the pattern that you're unwinding, that that's what's able to come to help with the integration process. And then all of a sudden it'll shift, and you'll go, okay, don't have to worry about diet so much right now, but I really got to pay attention to my thoughts. You know, the the part of the human condition is that most of us can really only pay attention to one thing at a time um, until we can't, until we can play in multiple spaces in multiple places simultaneously. And then things get really fun because integration can happen much more cohesively, um, coherently, and quickly. Um, but in the meantime, this whole idea that, you know, there is an energetic cycle that's taking place, it's constantly moving into some form of integration, it's constantly attempting to build coherence, physical, mental, emotional, etheric, dimensional, soul bodies. It's really always attempting to become one. And the more we'll follow our own intuition and those the guidelines that come from within us, the more we will kind of uh, be able to support that integration. The children are showing us all the time in the bigger picture what works and what doesn't work. They're feeding you information all the time about how we could support them or not support them. And again, by their very presence alone and by the fact that that communication is not, verbal communication is not always their strong suit, they're constantly drawing you into kind of the unseen world. They're constantly attempting to draw you into an awareness of yourself that is kind of beyond what your words can tell you um, or what your your body would, your physical experience would suggest. So all very purposeful, you know, but again, if you'll allow yourself to even consider the fact that to be thankful for the fact that that within your presence you have an individual who, whether we fully believe it or not, has a tendency to function on a fuller spectrum of energy or a higher spectrum of energy than what the human condition has had access to before. And if we can even contemplate that premise, then, then it also might be true that that all of these ideas that you come up with anyway to support your child, whether you're listening to an episode of Peer Presence All About the Kids or whether you've just found this next amazing energetic, you know, energy person that does a particular type of work or whatever it is, understand that there is no separation, especially not in those higher frequencies. Your children are helping you come to this level of awareness. They're feeding you this information um, into higher states of your own consciousness. 
and all of a sudden you think, oh, I have this great idea. You know, I'll listen to Peer Presence all about the kids, or I have this great idea. I'll go over here. And please understand that that consciousness is is coming from the children as well. And so every time you tap into your own intuition, you're not just tapping into your individualized intuition. You're tapping into um, that higher degree of consciousness that the children are bringing. And you are accessing um, a part of yourself. You're stretching a part of yourself to do that. Every time you actually not only hear that intuition, but follow it, even though it doesn't sound like what you might have done before, um, every single time you kind of go, this just resonates. It feels right in the physical, mental, emotional, etheric bodies. It just resonates with my soul. Every time you not only hear that, but take action with that, you actually anchor a little bit more of that energy. And so really powerful way to support the children and having that broader spectrum of energy that they are be here and be present. So the the fact that many of these kids are nonverbal, um, although, you know, on the one hand you can look at it from the fact that that verbal communication was kind of uh, blocked in some way. Um, you can look at it from that vantage point and be victim of that, or you can look at the vantage point of my nonverbal child is drawing me to more and more subtle levels of awareness of self, and you can begin to access that aspect of yourself um, and see it from a more um, kind of productive vantage point. But the more you do that, the more you trust your intuition, knowing that it's not just yours. You don't have to worry, am I making the right choice or the wrong choice? You'll know it because it'll resonate. Check it with your physical body, mental body, emotional body. It might, The mental body might go, this is just weird. Just don't do that. But if it feels right, You know, if you connect with your child and you ask the child to give you some kind of awareness, is this right, quote-unquote, for you at this time to help with this cyclical process, you'll notice that they'll give you some kind of indication. And sometimes that's as easy as a hug or a smile or a wink or, a you know, a word that they haven't said before. So this whole level of integration, uh, very available right now, broader spectrum of yourself, very available right now. Um, Any limitations that you think are put on that um, can really be overcome by following your intuition and seeing how that plays out um, over time. So it really is time to wake up to a much broader spectrum of ourselves. It's time to wake up to the fact that there are individuals that, you know, yourselves included, you see a broader spectrum, you have a broader vantage point, and there's more after that. You know, anytime we say, okay, we got it, we're done, we probably are done because there's there's always more to experience and explore. There's more consciousness to be had. 
And it just so happens that many of the children that are being born now not only hold that consciousness, but are feeding that consciousness to us day after day, moment after moment. They're they're forcing, if you will, um, change, creating change. Um, And a powerful thing um, if we'll just kind of go along with it um, and and play in these different aspects of ourselves. So went over talking just a little bit today, but some important points to pull out, and there's lots of information in what was just said. So listen to the recording again, because you're going to hear different pieces of it, your own intuition, your own broader spectrum of experience will pull out different pieces of this every single time. And you can use it as, as a way in which you kind of modulate this cyclical pattern of integration. Oh, this is what sticks out today. Great. Just pay attention to that and then go back to it again later um, and see what sticks out. So in the last um, 15 minutes that we have here today, what I'd like to do is just work with you, the parents, the caregivers, the... the um, the support people of children who are possessing this broader spectrum of awareness. And what I'd like to work specifically with is this kind of wake-up, waking us up to this broader spectrum of experience within ourselves, because we all know we have it, and we all know that that broader spectrum will continue to evolve, you know, forever into the infinite and beyond, right? Um, Because we are an expanding universe. But right now, there seems to be a particularly beautiful opportunity to really wake up. And regardless of how awake we think we might be, um, we all get in that trap of, oh, I'm really awake. I know so much. I, you know, I experience so much more. And that is a that is a probability, that is a, a truth. And yet, right now, it feels like there is this opportunity to wake up to a broader spectrum of ourselves and in doing so, really access the experience and the broader spectrum of what these children are here to bring. Um, so let's spend about the last 15 minutes, 10 minutes doing that. So if you'll find a nice, comfortable place to to be present with yourself, relax, and what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to go into your heart space. So one of the other belief systems that we have is that that evolution is complicated. It's not complicated. It's it's simply a choice. You know, the, the more choice points that we know that we have, the more choices we can make. It goes back to that, you know, kind of when you know better, you do better kind of experience. But if you'll go right into your heart space, I'm just going to create a tone And as I create that tone, as we have a conversation in the heart, 
I just want you to ask yourself, what is your current spectrum of experience? And just see it. See it as color. See it as waves. See it as a movement from the very core of your heart space out through the physical, mental, emotional, etheric, dimensional, soul bodies. Just What does it look like? What does it feel like? What is the intensity of it? Okay? So right into your heart space. Here we go. So we're just getting a baseline here. We're just seeing what currently is. Here we go. Koko komo etatikieta. Yes, asatatikiema. Ai. template, the current spectrum of energy that you have access to, even within that spectrum, if I said, pay attention to the physical body, is the physical body in alignment even with your current spectrum of energy that you have access to? Does the physical body vibrate within that full spectrum that you currently have access to? And if you're asking the physical body to to be in resonance with the current spectrum of energy that you have access to, and if the physical body's going, oh gosh, I feel a little nauseous, I feel a little ungrounded. You know, I just want to open my eyes. If that's the case, then there's probably a little discord between the physical body and the current spectrum of energy that you have access to. So let's go right into the physical body, whatever you consider physical. And let's just create a little bit of a coherence, a resonance, a balance with what you currently have access to, okay? So this is going to kind of sound like a wave. And to make it as simple as possible, that wave is just going to move from maybe your soul star right down through your earth star. It's just going to kind of rebalance the energetics of the physical So that nausea kind of goes away, that feeling of ungroundedness, the heart palpitations that might happen naturally, so that all that kind of balances out. So here we go. Okay, here we go. Yeah, okay.
So now just commanding your body into groundedness with the full spectrum of energy that you have access to, commanding your body into health and well-being to support the full spectrum of energy that you currently have access to. Calling on every cell and every space between the cells to be in resonance with, in compatibility, in ease and grace with the spectrum of consciousness that you have access to. There we go. So let's dip into the mental body. So if there's part of the mental body that is in rebuttal right now, this is ridiculous, those kinds of words. If it's in not even your rebuttal, but somebody else's rebuttal, somebody else's thoughts, image, feelings, your mother's talking to you, <laughs> your your teacher's talking to you, your preacher's talking to you. If there's any kind of discord or lack of resonance with the full spectrum of who you are in the mental body, let's bring that into balance, coherence, resonance so that your your own intuition can really kind of be heightened. Your own access points can be heightened. Okay? Top to bottom again. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Mental body. just goes still. Commanding the stillness of the mind into perfect resonance with the spectrum of energy that you currently have access to. Like you're It's like you're allowing yourself to kind of cut out some of that lower band energy that's just noise, that's just belief systems that you don't even believe anymore. Just letting that go. It's like watching the cream rise to the top. That frequency band that's supportive of your mental process. that allows you to wake up from belief systems that limit you and limit your connection to your children 
right there. Oh, there you go. Ooh, it's a big energy. Big, 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 big. All right. So moving right into the emotional body. Same thing. So are there feelings that are there? Are there are there poor me's? Are there oh my gosh, I've been so limited? Are there feelings of inadequacy? Not enough? That are kind of like static between the experience of you in the broadest spectrum of who you are and the actuality of that. So emotional body, building coherence, resonance with the higher aspects of who you are, higher awareness of the spectrum that you are. Here we go. So again, in the emotional body, commanding it into coherence, commanding it into clarity, allowing yourself maybe over the next couple days just to feel grateful for who you are, feel grateful for that spectrum of energy that you are, feel grateful that there is something within your consciousness that keeps having you ask for more of who you really are, that kind of demands that that you be able to see more of who your children really are. Allowing yourself to feel, period, What would it be like to be able to feel that kind of higher spectrum awareness of yourself? To feel it so much that you knew it and to know it so much that you could articulate it and to articulate it so much that you had no doubt in your mind that you were being it. So we're going to do a lot more of this type of work as we progress through peer presence all about the kids and also on peer presence aligning to self. We're going to keep working in these bodies, building coherence. But for right now, we're just going to take just what we've built today 
and we're just going to broaden that spectrum of energy just ever so slightly. What's available to these bodies now with a little bit more balance and coherence that wasn't available to them two seconds ago? Just simple. Okay, get killed. And sometimes that fraction of a an energetic difference, that, that movement on that spectrum of energy, just so much creates this cascade of awareness, of consciousness, of aha moments, of experiences that let you know that, yes, indeed, you are beyond what you perceive yourself to be. Yeah. And have just a bunch of kids clapping their hands right now. It's like, yeah, it's time. It's ready. Um, You know, it's that waking up to broader and broader expressions of self, awarenesses of self. So let's do this. So again, right back into the heart. Same energy that we offered before, except this time you're just going to notice what that spectrum of energy does this time. Watch those ripples go out through the physical, mental, emotional, etheric, dimensional soul bodies. And just notice what it has access to now. Here we go. Okay? Be amazed how just a little movement can create a huge awareness. So we say so, and it is so. Nice inhale and exhale, everybody. All right. So if you've drifted a little bit during this work, allow yourself to be right here, right now, present and accounted for. A little bit more present probably and a little bit more accounted for. There you go. And as you become present right here, right now, allow yourself to find your breath and move that breath into the physical body. So it's like you're taking that that subtle energy, that subtle awareness, that intuitive awareness of breath, and you're moving it into an action. You're moving it into the physical body. The arms are stretching, fingers are reaching, legs are moving, shoulders are shrugging, neck is rotating. Maybe even scrunch up your face and then open your eyes wide. Scrunch up your face again, open your eyes wide. There you go. And now find three nice, Deep inhalations and exhalations. And on that third exhalation, breathe your eyes open. 
Breathe your eyes open. Put your attention on your heart. Kind of feel maybe the excitement, the anticipation, the curiosity. What's there now? What's accessible now within the full spectrum of the energy that you are? What woke up? that maybe wasn't awake before, and just playing with that question over the next month. What woke up? What can I be aware of now that I could not be aware of before? So that you can begin to watch this information just emerge naturally and organically so that you can kind of intuitively know what focal point is the focal point for any given moment right here, right now. And notice what your children do because of it. You know, notice notice what they're, you're not doing it to get a reaction, but the fact is, is there will be some kind of response to that energetic repatterning. So notice what you notice. All right. Everybody's eyes open. Okay. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I hope this episode was helpful in bringing a greater sense of calm and purpose to your lives as guardians of these amazing children. You, like your children, are playing a significant role in human evolution, and your conscious participation in this role, body, mind, and spirit, makes life not only much richer for you and your families, but for all of us. You have not chosen an easy role, but you've chosen one that holds amazing potential and possibilities. When humanity understands who your children really are and what they are here to offer, we will be blessed with not only seeing them, but the deeper truth of who we are as well. If you would like additional information about the children and support in your connection to them, please visit my website at suzymiller.com. That's S-U-Z-Y-M-I-L-L-E-R. There you will find articles, videos, books, details, and details for future upcoming Awesomeism certification processes. The next certification process for Level 1 will begin on January 6, um, 2014. Please feel free to contact me directly through the website for a free 20-minute consultation to see if this certification is a match for you. New information is added to every cycle of this certification based on personal experience and connection to the collective consciousness of the children, also that of the certified practitioners who have gone before you. The next Autism Healing Intention Program begins on January 14th, and you can register for that at www.naturaltreatmentforautism.com, naturaltreatmentforautism.com. I'd also like to remind you I'd also like to remind those of you who listen to Pure Presence through Blog Talk Radio to join us at theawakeningzone.com. Between the live chat rooms and special events that are offered through Awakening Zone, it's really a wonderful place to create connections. Special events are held at theawakeningzoneacademy.ning.com, so please make sure to check this out for upcoming events. Coming up next on the Awakening Zone at 1 is Miriam Knight on New Consciousness Review. Miriam's guest will be John Murphy. He's a Zen-topreneur regarding creating business with presence. On December 1st, 
at 6 p.m. Central Daylight Time is The Power of Your Authentic Self with Charity Parish. And on December 2nd at 1 p.m. Central Daylight Time is Kelly Sullivan Walden with the human with what in human life is real. Enjoy your weekend and your holiday season. I'll see you next Friday, December 6th for Pure Present Aligning to Self and on December 27th for All About the Kids. Until next time on Pure Presence, happy holidays and many, many blessings. Lots of love. and inspiration for our evolving consciousness.